Kiva Nita podcast episode number 38 the rise and fall of Jonathan Taylor Thomas and we're very excited to get into that here today with a man who of course many people know as not only the co-host of this podcast he also was the co-host and co-founder of the Seinfeld post-show recap, and the 32 Fans podcast with Alexander Chester, where they uh, doxed a, a person that worked on Alexander Chester's home recently on a recent episode. Please welcome Kiva Winokur. Uh, yeah, Ch- Chester calling out his contractor by name. Uh, Thirty. Uh, the episode was was an all timer, an all timer. Oh boy! Yes, I, I like to I like to prep for this podcast by listening to the uh, most recent Thirty Two Fans podcast. So I know what else is going on. Okay, all right. But uh, we're going to talk about Jonathan Taylor Thomas uh, today. Coming off of uh, you know for for uh, for you guys, th- this is going to be uh, you know about a week or so after the last episode of the podcast, which we don't need to revisit, but I'm excited to for, for you and I, it's only four days after that. So I'm, we're ready, we're ready for, uh, to get right back at them after, uh, I don't even remember what episode we did last time. Uh, the final four movies, oh, yeah. four movies oh, in yeah. four minutes. Oh, yeah. We're I still block. basking in the glow from, you know, pe- <laughs> yeah, I was trying to block that. it out. I was trying to block it out. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And I think that, you know, our, our instincts were, were right on that one. Uh, to a degree. I think some people think that we, a lot, a lot of people think that we over, we were too hard on ourselves. I don't think it is, I don't think it overtook music videos by any stretch as the worst. Yeah. Episode. Okay. Well, that'll be a, a good Twitter poll for people to weigh in on. I mean, put that on the census, maybe. Well, I, the problem is we have the whole bracket coming up after 64 episodes. So I don't want to steal our own thunder. After 64 episodes, we're putting all the episodes in a bracket, right? I, I didn't realize that. So I, is, I think we said that. I don't know. We, I can't keep track of all our promises. That's uh, why we have Will Are we America. advancing worst episode or best episode? Best episode. Oh, okay. Best episode. But I guess that doesn't answer what the worst episode is. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it would spoil the the bracket no. if we uh, had a poll. What's the worst episode of? Uh, Why are we right encouraging <laughs> people to do that? We're so self loathing uh, it's, it's fun. People like the you know that's what uh, people like about this podcast. It's very it's very interactive. Where we're open we're open to criticism. It's true, and the truth is, this is really the listeners can only blame us so much because they like if they don't like the idea of say watching the final four minutes of a movie or commenting on music videos. They could or should have sent in better ideas, and then we'll mm-hmm. do that instead. Save the whole yourself. show is people send us ideas of yeah. what to talk about. We don't know what's going to uh, be uh, good or really bad that much. Yeah. If nobody knows, like if nobody sends anything, it's just shut up Tim sending in ideas about us giving our own eulogies at our funeral. So. <laughs> people seem to really like that idea. I don't think we're going to do it, though. No, I don't think so. Too dark. Okay. So we also talked a lot about in the opening of the last episode about our upcoming trip to uh, Minneapolis, 
Minnesota, and uh, there was a uh, strong response, Akiva. Yeah, I didn't realize how many fans you have in the uh, MSP area. Yes. It, it, it. If I looked at the numbers of podcast downloads, I think it's like a top 15 market. I know that Chester says they have a top 15 airport, but if I was to uh, look at the uh, podcast stats, uh, I think that, uh, you know, uh, Minneapolis is... Uh, one of the top cities in terms of uh, where people listen to overall RHAP podcasts. Yeah, since this is not coming out for a while, uh, if you are interested now, if you're listening to this, would be the time to at least let Rob and I know and, and we'll we'll figure it out. But yeah, people also, Chicago is close if you want to do a crazy drive. Iowa, Wisconsin, there's a few people coming from all those places. Um, I guess, you know, they figured you might not get out there anytime soon. So this is the best chance to see uh, Rob. Yes, and 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 Akiva. Uh, yeah. So looking at the uh, the the numbers uh, right now, uh, yeah, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota is sitting in at ten in uh, the overall top. Can I guess cities. your top nine markets? Uh, you can guess the n- number one. Uh, you're never going to guess. I don't know. It seems like an you outlier. said it once, and it's. I, I think it's an internet sort of routing thing. It's not a. It's not a real market. Yeah. Well, that's what this appears to be. Number one right yeah. now is uh, Clifton, New Jersey. Yeah. No. That's that's. I mean, I'm guessing there aren't more listeners in Clifton, New Jersey than yeah. Manhattan. It's, I, it's I think a, it's some sort know. of a yeah routing issue. Okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many people are are interested in in this too much. All right. Mm-hmm. Give it ten seconds. I guess. Uh, New York, L.A., Philly, Chicago, Boston for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seattle. Boston oh, is uh, actually t- not Toronto. in the in uh, yeah. Toronto is too. Chicago, New York, Brooklyn, Philly. Houston, well, a lot LA. of people don't live in Boston proper. That's, uh, you know, there's a lot of suburbs also. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah. that's, that's why it's not there. Where are uh, you least popular? Uh, we'd have to go down uh, <laughs> mostly uh, at my house. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Very. Does it, does the data get that specific? Like mm-hmm. house by house? What do you think? Yes. Rob? Yes. Okay. So uh, very excited. We're still in the working out the logistics for the uh, Minnesota twit, uh, trip, but it is, it, it's real. It's happening. And uh, we should have a lot more details by the next episode of Renap. And maybe we might have to uh, like, should we, I mean, I know it's going to be a minute until we record again after today. How will we uh, do we need to have like some sort of an emergency podcast? I don't think so. I, I, if you're interested, if people are interested, then uh, email me. I already have most people's email addresses who are interested. I'm going to send out a bunch of information uh, today. Not today when you're listening, but today when we're talking. Yeah. Maybe we might have to have like a like a periscope or something that to uh, broadcast to Renap Nation in between podcasts. You could also probably just tweet it. I feel like we haven't really tweeted it. There's probably a lot of people who don't know yet who don't listen to this. Although if they don't listen to this, I'm not sure how interested they'll be. But <laughs> maybe they'll want to come to the baseball game with you or something. Right. OK, so let's get to our topic at hand. And uh, we are very excited. We have a uh, an expert here when we first came up with the idea for the rise and fall of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, do you remember how we got to this point? Why did we start to, how did this end up on the wheel? Um, this was a, uh, this was actually sent in by my intern, uh, excuse me, my, uh, uh, he was unpaid personal assistant, Ben. Yes. Uh, on, do you want to guess when this was sent in? Um, I'll say September of 2018. No, August 27th, even before okay. then. Wow. Okay. So, uh, Ben, 
your unpaid assistant, uh, is he also the person behind Judging Judy? Is he? I don't remember. Uh, ben Martell, that's him? No, no, uh, no, uh, that's, that's not him. Ben. Ben, okay. That's somebody else. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he, he, uh, he wrote in and he said, in an effort to prolong my favorite segment of my new podcast, I don't know what segment he's talking about, uh, here is attempt number two and a half to get on the wheel. The Olsen Twins, the podcast, or Jonathan Taylor Thomas, the podcast. He says the merits were formerly beloved, no longer beloved. In your 90s wheelhouse, exciting IMD bag possibilities, lots of off-screen drama, and where do child stars go wrong? P.S. Okay. You could also do an episode where you talk about Bill Simmons in the ringer. Oh, wait, that's been every episode so far. <laughs> ah, joke's on him. We haven't mentioned Bill Simmons in the ringer. That's in right. Months. That's right. Okay. All right. So let's welcome in our guest. Uh, in addition to being a Renap listener, she is a Jonathan Taylor Thomas expert she is also the host of the official jonathan taylor thomas podcast available wherever podcasts are downloaded please welcome jessica pack jessica how are you hello great to be here doing well yes jessica excited to talk some jtt very very nice to have you here congrats on all the success with the jonathan taylor thomas official podcast of course of course you know we're going Many years strong since I think one of the first podcasts to ever exist. So. Yes, I believe uh, going on since 1994, one of the first mm-hmm. podcasts uh, that were ever put onto the now defunct iTunes. Uh, Jessica, th- thank you for joining us. Uh, what what prompted you to answer the call to be our Jonathan Taylor Thomas expert? Yeah, so I think that you know I I'm an expert in the sense that. I was born in the 80s and grew up with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as, you know, the, the teen heartthrob that, that everyone, um, you know, has, has the posters hanging on their wall. They have their, their tiger beats and their teen beats and they're, they're reading all of the extremely informative articles about him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that that, that's where my expertise comes in is just, just the history that JTT and I have together. So can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? Uh, what part of the world are you calling us from? So I live in the suburbs of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so officially Indiana, but close to Kentucky. Um, and I am a genetic counselor. Oh. Um, so lots of science stuff going on in my household. Yeah. But, um, you know, in, in order to distract myself from from science and genetics and real things. I like to focus mainly on pop culture um, from, you know, the Renaissance period of pop culture of the, you know, mid nineties to early two thousands. Okay. Wait, Rob, she's a genetic counselor. Are you the me in 23 and me? No, I think the, the me is everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're the me. Okay. <laughs> um, when did you start listening to Rob Nick, you need a podcast from the beginning. Ah, uh, from yes, from the beginning. I've listened to Arhap since I think San Juan del Sur. Oh wow! So go go back quite a bit. Yep. Okay, and you even still listen after last week's episode? I I uh, you know we'll see how this week goes. But okay, all right. <laughs> no promises. Okay, uh, Akiva, do you have any other questions for Jessica before we start to talk about Jonathan Taylor Thomas? No, I just want to say I'm excited about this episode because in addition to sort of being a deep dive into JTT, I also think it's sort of a secret uh, season three, episode seven, which we'll get to soon, mm-hmm. sort of. And it's a uh, it's a great IMD bags opportunity, like uh, like the initial email from Ben said. So it's like a few podcasts in one. My one question for Jessica to start off is, uh, 
how many, if any, posters of JTT did you have on the wall growing up? Because every single girl I knew, which was uh, admittedly zero, um, <laughs> had tons of. But when I, when I got into the workplace in my 20s, every single woman I worked with, like, would always talk about how many JTT po- posters they had on the wall when we were kids. But yes, I never saw a girl's room uh, in, you know, <laughs> until my later teenage age, uh, years. That's for sure. So, Jessica, how many JTT posters did you have on the wall? I I wasn't someone who was, you know, crazy overboard, like a hundred posters. Um, but I would say probably more than three, less than seven. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. I mean, even two, I think is, is a lot. Who were the other big poster people back then? I think Leo once a little yeah. later, Leo became a big poster guy. Who were the other big poster people? I mean, it was also around the time of like the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that that was another big one for me. How about Joey Lawrence? Uh, Joey Lawrence was just Earlier, slightly right? before before the hormones kicked <laughs> in, I think. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, Devin Sawa, he was another one. Who? Was right oh, yeah. Devin Sawa so for Casper the Friendly Ghost, Rob. Mm-hmm. Okay. He yeah. was big, yep. Devin Sawa. I, my, I remember my sister really liked him. The ladies liked Devin Sawa. They probably still do. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, who, Rob, did you have posters on your wall? Mm, not really. I feel like I wasn't allowed. <laughs> yeah, I had like a fancy house. We weren't allowed to have posters <laughs> on the wall. Yeah, not until I went to college. I think that I have any uh, posters. I, I think that I might have had like uh, some like... Uh, uh, terrible uh, Mets or Jets related stuff. I think that was the only thing that was sanctioned in my house. Uh, Who would I like? I mean, do people still do posters or posters still big? Do you think people have like BTS posters all over their wall now? Or do they just have an iPad? That's like they they can posters. Oh, so it's like the background of their iPad. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Jessica, do you know? I, I would ask where they get the posters from now at this point. Yeah, I don't think they're. they're I mean, the same place they used to get it. No, I'm sure Amazon has posters. Do they buy posters on Amazon, or they have to go to like Spencer's Gifts? I don't. Does Spencer's Gifts still exist? (laughs) I think it still does exist. I know there's one in the mall that's near me. Should we we do that? Should we go into the Mall Mall of America to Spencer's (laughs) Gifts? Yes, um, and, and ask if they have any BTS posters. Right. Um, Should that be? Do you know what BTS is, or are you just guessing us behind the the scenes? No, no. I, I, Jessica, tell them what B, what BTS is. BTS is a global phenomenon K-pop band. Oh no, mm. I don't know that. No, they were on SNL. They were one of the musical guests we year on SNL. They're like, if you tweet about them, you get like like every one of their tweets gets like a million retweets and like three million likes. Yeah, and even if they tweet like nothing all day, they're they're like the most famous thing that most people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Should the 32 fans uh, bracket, should it be uh, what place in the Mall of America should everybody go to on Wednesday? Should that be the tournament? That's not bad. I I like which store do we go to or like where do we eat? We could do that. We got by the way, can I say uh, we don't have to talk too much about Minnesota because the majority of people listening obviously aren't going. But we got we got a lot of like emails from people saying like I work at this bar in Minnesota. Come here. We a lot of a lot of emails like that. But we did get an email from a guy saying he knows people who work at the Mall of America. And would we be interested in doing a podcast there? Oh, podcast so, li- coming to you live from the Mall of America. Yeah. So I said, of course. But he also wasn't like his name wasn't like Johnny Mall of America and his dad <laughs> owns the Mall of America. Like it, it was like a fourth degree connection. So we'll see how it <laughs> yeah. how it works out. But, um, you know, it, it works was at the Cinnabon. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> 
I don't think he works there at all. I think he say he was a professor who knows people who. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, there were a lot, a lot of, a lot of Minnesota listeners who. Uh, yes. Who uh, like? I, I guess the whole Minnesota is just populated by RHAP fans. It sounds like. It sounds like it. Okay, so Jessica, for our millennial listeners who may not be familiar with who Jonathan Taylor Thomas is. Can you explain why Jonathan Taylor Thomas was a phenomenon? Yeah, I think that with most phenomenons, it's really hard to kind of put your finger on exactly why, um, other than the fact that he was, so he was obviously an actor, or I guess he still is an actor. Um, and he was on a very popular television show at the time called Home Improvement. Um, and he was... I think his his appearance on the show was that he was smart and funny. He had, you know, the the good looks that the girls like. So it's the the longer hair with the part down the middle, you know, the the thing that gets all the girls going. Um and he just really I think capitalized during that time period on some some movie opportunities that um were were popular um with his demographic as well so i think that it was just kind of right place right time right choices for him you know what's weird rob and and jessica the like there are a lot of heartthrobs like we we're just talking about bts like the the thing i could compare it most to for, for people who really totally missed the jtt era i was gonna say is bieber early bieber where they were mm-hmm. like sort of well, you know well before 18 so the liking of them wasn't necessarily like sexual it was you know they weren't like they, it was just like oh he's so cute but uh, like people like them, but there aren't a lot of actors like that, right? Like it's usually it's usually um, a musician. So it's it was weird. I don't know if there's a modern day comparison to JTT. Like were people going this crazy about Zac Efron or any of the high school musical people or any of those people? I'm not sure. I feel like Zac Efron would be a good comparison. I think the easiest way to think about it is it's that you it's he's someone that you wanted to be like your junior high boyfriend right you know you you wanted to be able to like walk through the mall holding his hand right and that's you know make everyone jealous because that's who your junior high boyfriend is and even zach uh-huh. efron that at the uh onset of his career he was in high school musical this mm-hmm. is a icon for middle school for junior high school Right. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Right. I mean, he, he was born in 81. Right. So he becomes he's he's like regularly on TV when he's nine. But then when what year does home improvement start? Ninety one. Ninety one. So so he's 10 years old and he's and I think people don't realize because it's not syndicated that much, which is kind of weird because it kind of holds up a little bit. Um, But it was like it was like a top five most popular show on TV for many years. Right. Like it. It was it wasn't just like a hit with kids. It was like it was legitimately one yeah. of the biggest shows on television. Huge hit. I think it was in the same block as uh, Roseanne at the height of her powers. I think that uh, there was uh, I want to say it was like a Tuesday night block of sitcoms mm-hmm. on ABC and uh, big, big hit home improvement. Um, Jessica, do you think that Jonathan Taylor Thomas helped? Or was helped by the fact that the the other two kids in Tim the Toolman Taylor's family were very not cute. Yes, like by comparison, <laughs> where it's like talking about like the you know the person like with the ugly friends. 
this uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, is, I mean, the other kids are so uncute. I, I don't even know how they cast the other two kids on Home Improvement. Well, to be fair, they were young when they were cast. Um, you know, most kids are cute. But they, I think that it was not only the fact that he was the cutest of the three, but I think they also gave him the best character. So yeah. his his character was the one that was the funny one. The other ones played kind of dumb. Um, he was smart. He was funny. Um, so I think that all of that kind of helped as well. Mm-hmm. He's almost omniscient on the show, right? Like he knows he knows like every, everything he says is like by definition correct. And he's like much smarter than his parents. Whereas mm-hmm. Brad uh, in particular, you know, Mark is so young when the show starts, but like Brad in particular is like a, just a total moron who knows nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like he's an absolute like genius who just knows everything. Like everything Randy says on the show is just like 100 percent. You could take it to the grave. Jessica, was there a certain point in the early going of Home Improvement where that he got the big push into the Tiger Beats where that he started to emerge as like a, one of the other breakout characters from the show? I'm not sure if there was a specific time period, but I would say that, you know, as as the show got more popular, I think that he got more popular. Um, plus, you know, so right around, so the show started, ran from 91 to 98. And the he really started in films and right in the middle, like right around 94. Mm-hmm. So I would say that right around there was like the sweet spot for him to where he was popular. He was desired to be in these other projects. And so that's likely when the push happened. You know, if one of them kind of started the other, I don't know which came first, mm-hmm. but um, I think that it definitely played a part in it. Okay. Many listeners may not know that he lent his role to an animated film which was a uh, huge huge film of the uh, decade of the 90s Jessica can you can you talk about how that uh, potentially came to be yeah so he is I think you know very I don't very well known at least to me as young Simba from the Lion King is he back um, in the remake as old Simba unfortunately not I think that would be really you know, a really great role. I think that, um, you know, Donald Glover beat him out on that one, Yeah. Um, which, you know, crazy. Why, why get Donald Glover when you can get Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Am um, I crazy or does that look bad, Jessica? Don't you think the new Lion King, like the, 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 ta- the voice talent looks amazing, but the actual movie I think is going to be really bad. I don't, I mean, I, it's, it's, it's the Disney remakes are a soft spot for me. I can't, can't say no to them. Mm. And you can't really, you can't really go wrong. I mean, it's Donald Glover. It's Beyonce. It's, it's, you know, Seth Rogen, it's John Oliver. The cast is really good. So at least if the movie isn't great, you can at least hopefully focus a little more on the on the voices you're hearing. Yeah. Should Matthew Broderick have upgraded to Simba in the new film, Jessica? I mean, I think that he should at least have been given the opportunity. Everybody should have moved up. Mm-hmm. JTT needs at least a cameo in this movie, right? It's this, It's disrespectful not to at least have him have one line. I think he could still pull off young Simba. See, that's the problem with JTT. And I think that we're going to get into something here where the rise and fall of JTT. uh, My theory is that JTT has remained looking like an adolescent over the and, and whereas you talk about Bieber, he's he's transitioned into like uh, a 
um, a more of a dangerous version of Bieber. Mm -hmm. I don't think that JTT ever made that transition. Should JTT have gotten a face tattoo? Hmm. Yeah, I think that 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 might be maybe we're, you know, uh, foreshadowing too much. But I think that 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 was might be the problem for JTT. Yeah, he does have that eternal youth look about him. Mm hmm. Right. Just like Miley Cyrus eventually needed to have the transition to go from Hannah Montana to adult version of Miley Cyrus. I don't think that JTT is ever able to make that jump. Yeah. And I think that that's probably a, a problem in his career and why he kind of stepped away from the limelight. Because as we kind of go through things, you can see that basically the movies he was in get worse and worse. Okay. All right, so 1994, The Lion King, the biggest movie, and he's uh, on the biggest show. Everything is uh, turning up JTT. Yeah, so I think that, you know, The Lion King is definitely something, and it's it's interesting when it's just lending your voice to it, and especially for when you think about the longevity of the movie, like the actual running time, he's just voicing such a small portion of it just at the very beginning mm -hmm. um but i think that you know it's such a huge hit that it it really <sighs> propels him into the success and then he's offered additional roles that he films while he's also still doing home improvement so what you know what i've dubbed as the the jtt renaissance period <laughs> where he's he's putting out man of the house with chevy chase he's doing tom and huck with brad renfro he's doing the creepy pinocchio movie yeah yeah okay. he's doing the creepy pinocchio he's doing wild america with devin sawa so he's doing these these Ooh, you must have gone nuts with the jtt sawa thing i mean you know it's can't complain. Both of them. <laughs> right, can you talk about which, so which of those were the big the big hits from the JTT movie era? Was it Man of the House? I th Man of the House, I believe, did the best. Um, it was the first one that he put out after Lion King. It was in 1995. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was when it was he, him up against Chevy Chase, who was his his single mother's new boyfriend that he was not pleased with. You know, it was the struggle for who was going to be man of the house. Isn't that every nineties movie? Like, yep. Oh, I've got an evil stepdad. <laughs> and to have a hit movie with Chevy chase in it. Uh, I think that probably only more demonstrated the star power of JTT because Chevy chase by this point is box office kryptonite. Mm hmm. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it, it was a good a good pairing for, for both of them to kind of, you know, partner together. Although um, I will say that uh, according to these numbers, uh, box office, twenty one million dollars. Uh, oh, no, that's the wrong, wrong man of the house. Wrong man of the house. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's I been apologize. a lot of minutes. Can I also say Jessica is uh, selling herself short. She really she sent us like a 20 page document that has like a detailed write up of every role JTT's ever been in. The Rotten Tomatoes score for every movie he's ever yeah. been in. By the way, every single movie rotten except The Lion King at 93%. The mm -hmm. second best movie he's ever been in uh, is a a, a post, uh, uh, you know, go away movie called The Second Chance, which I'm not familiar with. Yes. Uh, opening weekend, uh, $9 million at the box office. Number one opener on the uh, weekend that it came out. $40 million overall. Came out March 3rd, 1995. 
Yeah. So it, it was definitely the most successful. I think that it total um, made double what their budget was, mm-hmm. which is not something that you see in any of his other movies by any means. Um, so I think that was his one of his first kind of standout movie roles. The next one that he did um, was, I think the the one that, that I enjoyed the most, which was Tom and Huck. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, the classic retelling of Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn. Um, was he Tom Sawyer it, or Huck Finn? He was Tom Sawyer. He was Sawyer. Tom. Brad, Brad oh, Renfro was Huck yes. Finn. Brad yes. Renfro was Huck Finn. Okay. How long after yeah. this does Brad Renfro die? Do you know? I mean, it's still a little ways away. He died in the 90s, though, didn't he? I mean, he's he, in movies till 2008. Oh, okay. So, sorry. I thought Brad Renfro died, really. You know, I'm mixing him up with River Phoenix. Sorry. Mm, my, yeah. uh, I got my Dead Young Stars uh, mm-hmm. uh, mixed he up. Died in, yeah, he died in 2008. Do you think at a certain point he stops getting... Like, a lot of times people say, like, oh, why'd you leave Hollywood? But a lot of times it's like, well, I didn't leave Hollywood. Hollywood just stopped calling. Like, do you think at a certain point, maybe like uh, the movie we just mentioned... Uh, completely flopped, right? The um, after Tom and Huck, the 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 mm-hmm. um, Wild America movie totally mm-hmm. dies. The one, the one with Devin Sawa. Do you think like he wasn't getting calls because he's just so he's almost like Kramer? Like you just see him as himself. Well, in every I think role. that there was different <laughs> reasons. You know what I mean? No, but Kramer wasn't getting roles, but before yeah, he, yes, yeah, before you know what I mean? Snapped. Like he was uh, Kramer didn't that get his own shows. To the so that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you think? that he was turning down things left and right? Or do you think Hollywood had no use for him like between his sort of teen years and like the adult JTT, which as you said, never really happened because he still looks like a baby. Yeah. By the way, this uh, Wild America movie opens yeah. at number nine on the opening weekend with not even $2 million. Yeah, the and total, a $46 million budget, which the, is so much in 1997 right, the also. The total domestic gross is uh, $7.3 million. Not great. Yeah. I also, uh, I remember seeing a commercial for that. I'm sure that Jessica, you saw that in the theater opening weekend, but I, yeah. I, I remember seeing commercials like not for me, for my right. little sister. It's for right. my little sister who's oh, probably Jessica's age. Opened July 4th, 1997. So uh, that that was, you know, big summer movie weekend. I'm sure. Uh, Is that the same day Independence Day comes out? No, Men in Black. Men in Black. Uh, is oh, but that, come isn't out that the same week though? Like Independence it's, Day. Yeah, oh, yeah, Independence yeah. Day didn't come out July fourth. Yeah. Right. Uh, that it was came 19, out before 19, that. Yeah, nineteen ninety six uh, was Independence Day. Nineteen ninety seven oh. was Men in Black. I I, saw, I was probably in the theater that day watching Men in Black, which I didn't really like, but I, I'm sure probably I was most people were. A lot of other things. Jessica, did the, you see Wild America in the theater? I mean, I feel like. I don't have a memory of it, but I don't know mm-hmm. any reason why I wouldn't. I've yeah, why wouldn't you theater. have? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the next thing on your on your uh, like list of movies he was in is called I Woke Up Early the Day I Died, and he played the boy at the beach, and you say, this film has no dialogue, only atmospheric sounds, mm-hmm. alternating bursts of laughter and screams. I, I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. I also have not seen that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's this 1998's I'll Be Home for Christmas? Yeah, so this would now be probably a netflix original mm-hmm. um, not a hallmark and, channel movie uh i don't i mean it, it has some weird stuff going on it could be hallmark just depends on who's in the the market for the christmas movies you know who's is, this, is that jessica beale's first movie i don't know if it's her first movie but it's one of her earlier movies okay but yeah so it's it's a a movie 
that centers around uh, JTT has been, you know, somewhat estranged from his family. He's 18. He's, I believe, at like a boarding school on the other side of the country. And his father's trying to bribe him into coming home for Christmas because he hadn't been for a few years and offers him his uh, car if he can get home by a certain date on a certain time. And so then it's all the hijinks of trying to get across the country. But again, Jonathan Taylor Thomas is, uh, while he has a lot of appeal to the tween audiences, maybe they're getting older and uh, they are not going to see him at the movies. This movie costs $30 million to make total domestic gross, $12 million. Didn't you guys think uh, when we in the nineties, there was such a divide between TV and movies. Whereas like, that, you know, someone like Jerry Seinfeld or Paul Reiser would be a, a, a TV star, but like they literally couldn't get cast in a movie if they tried. Like there was movie stars like Tom Cruise and then there was TV guys like, you know, Roseanne mm-hmm. or or or, or uh, you know, uh, Kelsey Grammer, people like that. Like nowadays it, it goes back and forth. You have like Meryl Streep's on an HBO show this week and Reese yeah, Witherspoon's well, on an Apple show. I think you, you know? got to be careful with that. I think that there are actors who do prestige television shows, but yeah. you're not seeing like the cast of the Big Bang Theory in opening movies. I, True. I mean, well, no, I think it's the, I, the TV guys haven't gone to movies so much as the movie guys have ha, are willing to slum it in TV now is basically what I'm saying. Right. I mean, nobody from sitcom like, the, you know, multi-camera sitcoms, uh, they are not going and uh, making the leap into movies. How many actors, this is a little bit of a tangent, how many actors like just would not do TV? Like Tom Cruise, is, I don't think has ever done TV. Mm-hmm. Um, like Clooney would, Clo- he might, pro- they might produce something. I mean, he like does Clooney. a million Clooney, uh, commercials. Clooney did TV. He, yeah. No, he, he, is he on that show, Catch 22, or is he just like, yes, does he have his name on it? He's on it, it but he also started oh. out in TV as well. Right. No, I, oh, right. Yeah. Cruise has basically never been on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Hanks has come back. Like, pretty much everyone. I don't like if Reese Witherspoon's doing it and, and Meryl Streep's doing it, there aren't a lot of people. I guess Daniel Day Lewis would probably never do TV. <laughs> maybe, maybe he'd like do a Big Bang Theory reboot. That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. There will be jokes. Um. So anyway, so before we got to to uh, you know, the, towards the end of JTT's childhood actor career, he by by the time he is uh like season four and five of Home Improvement, like he's he's getting the Kramer treatment. Not to use Kramer again. Like when he comes on the screen, they're like, the audience is like yelling for him and they're like shutting him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's such an icon, and I think it really peaked. In the season finale of season five, which I guess airs probably 95 uh, or maybe uh, m- maybe uh, like May 96, where he is, uh, I-, I guess, like it, the the very special episode era of sitcoms comes to like an absolute apex. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I- and all three of us uh, watch this episode. We'll do a little uh, season three, episode seven, but it's now season five, episode 22. OK. Uh, you want to talk about that now or you want to uh, circle back to it at the end? I think we should talk about it now. Okay. Um, all right. So you want to set this up? Oh, you can set it. Uh, so this was, you said this was a season five uh, season finale? Mm-hmm. Very special okay. episode. Very special luckily, episode. Luckily, didn't end on a cliffhanger. Didn't end on, didn't end on a cliffhanger, but uh, very concerning news at a doctor's visit for... Uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character on Home Improvement when there are some concerning 
test results that uh, that there is a, a lump on the thyroid area and it could be any number of things, including potentially uh, a form of cancer. I remember watching this. I don't think there was a big buildup for this episode. And I, I remember watching it then and being like, wow, this is like really aggressive of them. Like, are they going to kill him off? This is crazy. Yeah. Well, this is just a reminder of the uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's uh, agent. Uh, if he's trying to like play hardball with home improvement. I wonder if that's if I wonder if they like film two endings like, hey, you don't sign that new contract. And uh, the alternate ending is, uh, oh, he's dead. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, Jessica, were you uh, affected at the, the night that this aired? Were you concerned? Yes, mainly because I was probably 10 or 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And when you see your beloved character on television going through this cancer scare, maybe you don't realize that it's the television character and not the real person mm-hmm. so you you know you get concerned that maybe he's actually sick and that's why they're talking about it on the show like maybe he has to get treatment that's what they're talking about right and you couldn't um, just google is exactly. jonathan taylor thomas sick uh you know that you have to like wait for the next issue of uh teen beat or what well, or t- tiger beat is that is tiger teen beat, beat and tiger one. beat yeah well, now it'd be spoiled on twitter so early if uh, if he if he uh, if he died, you'd know he was alive because it would have been spoiled earlier. It's like uh, <laughs> well, the Jeopardy James thing. Like you knew James won that day. If uh, and this is an old reference by the time you're listening to this. If James, a uh, shout out to our Queen Emma. I, if James won, like you don't hear anything. But when he lost, you heard about it four days in advance. Anyway, so uh, he, uh, this is really like the ultimate home improvement episode because it did what the, I think the writers always wanted to do, which is I don't think Mark is in the episode at all. Right. Mark is who's Mark, is the little brother, the third. Exactly. brother. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. not even in the episode. Yeah. I think it's the only episode he's not in because um, they, they he's listed as being in 201 episodes. Um, and uh, Brad has like two lines where he's made to be a complete buffoon who like, mm-hmm. I mean, if they found that Brad had cancer, like Tim, the two man Taylor would not even care. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't care. They'd be like, all right, more time to spend with Randy. Like he he's just like, the, why did keeps, it have to be the good one? Right. Why did it have to be the one we actually like? Like Brad, Brad is right, right. They don't they don't like observe this news as a family. They're not all in it together. It's the two parents with the kid they love. And like the, even the episode ends with them, like both in the room, hugging, look, staring at their one child while the other two kids probably share like a bunk bed in the basement or something. Right. I know we end on a montage about the birth of uh, and the growing up of Randy. Right. No, there's they no have three kids. He's the middle child. You're not even supposed to like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's very, very one sided. Have you, had you of, ever uh, seen this episode, Rob? Because I'm obviously sure Jessica I had saw seen it. I'd seen it. I, I you were nervous when we watched it that he was going to have cancer. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I knew that you were sending me an episode where about his cancer scare. But uh, in the real time, I, I don't have any memory of this episode. It's also crazy, Al. Does does Al remind you a little bit of Chester for this podcast? No, Where- <laughs> no, he's the opposite of Chester. Wait, because he's like talented. Well, he, by the no. way, Chester should hire Al to be his contractor. <laughs> then he wouldn't be fifty k in the hole. Um, the th- Al like literally is such a creep in this episode that uh, uh, Tim the Two Man Taylor tells Al that he's mad. Like he can sense that Al's mad because 
they just finish a show and Al's like, you suck today. By the way, have you ever done that to a podcast host? Like, hey, Mike Bloom, like you're usually good. But today, like D minus you got to what's mm-hmm. wrong? Yeah. Um, o- only so- <laughs> on the uh, patron five for five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the co-host saying it to you. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't think I've ever gotten uh, feedback about the podcast other than uh, uh, you. Uh, I didn't like, you know, when you said blah, blah, blah. Uh, but not not in terms of my overall performance. Yeah, so it's crazy. Like, is Al? I mean, you you're probably a bigger home improvement fan. Is Al always this big of a of a buffoon, Jessica? He's he, yeah, he is. <laughs> because like, so uh, so Tim the Toolman Taylor tells him that's a tongue twister. That like, uh, oh no, like I'm not sad because my kid has cancer. I'm sad because uh, Jill is sleeping with the milkman. Which I don't even know if people like know what that is now. Mm-hmm. But I guess it was like close enough. And then, like, the rest of the episode, Al just keeps calling their house and being like, why are you sleeping with the milkman, Jill? Like, you're <laughs> such a tramp. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he was concerned. He was concerned. I know, but about- they're, like, so mean to him. They're like, never call here again. Like, I hate you. Mm-hmm. They're so aggressively mean to him. Yeah. I found that the segment of talking to the neighbor, uh, I find that very grating. Uh, mm-hmm. did, did that hold up for you, Jessica, talking to, uh, what's the next door neighbor? Wilson. 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 Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's, you know, the relationship that they have is that anytime anything remotely serious happens, someone has to go outside and talk to Wilson because Wilson is like the straight man and everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, it was just kind of like, well, yeah, he's upset. He's going to go talk to Wilson. And then Wilson's going to remind him of a time when, you know, something else serious ish was going on. Mm -hmm. So that's just that's what Wilson does. Do you have a Wilson in your life? Like, no, well, you'd have to leave the house to have a Wilson. Because, <laughs> well, you like, technically to go don't next have to door. leave your backyard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. If someone was like staring into my backyard, I guess I could have a Wilson. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess there's like a guy who like stumbles into synagogue <laughs> drunk. I guess he's my Wilson. <laughs> Jessica, uh, Akiva is like my Wilson. I, I, I like to ask mm. him about anything that I'm uh, concerned about. I never see his face. Yeah. He's got a lot of good advice. <laughs> Never see my yeah, eyes. I mean, you know, if if you can get a Wilson, you got to hold on to him. Yeah, <laughs> there's a it's lot of Wilson in this episode you know, because Wilson the volleyball. It's mm-hmm. you know, there's always always Wilsons for friends. I, it okay. would be funnier if Wilson ended up being the volleyball in the se- in the season finale, and like that's why you never saw his face in the series finale. It's like, oh, it was, he was talking to a volleyball the whole time, Tim Mala. So, um, first of all, there's a lot of Wilson in this, in this episode because like Jill goes over to his house. You don't see this a lot, right? And like blocks his face the same way, like. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, like Austin Powers, blocks Elizabeth Hur- Hurley's like private parts in Austin Powers movies. Like, you know, he's, she's like blocking his face with her hand and they're talking. There's also a flashback to like uh, a lot of flashbacks when he, when he. Yeah, there's a lot of flashbacks in this episode when he meets Randy, when he meets Wilson holding Randy as a baby. And of course, the first time he's meeting his neighbor, the neighbor's like, oh, yeah, I heard your kid crying. I made you this concoction. Put it on his body. Like, could you imagine? Yeah. You go outside. <laughs> You go outside with your crying baby, Rob, and you come back and it's like, oh, you know that neighbor we've never met? Uh, he made me a concoction. He said, you got to rub it on the body. He heard us talking that the baby is colicky. Like, what were, what are the chances that Nicole would let you put that on the baby and not call the police? Yeah, zero point zero. No chance. But somehow Al is creepier than Wilson, I think. Who, who do you like better, Al or Wilson, Jessica? Mm. Oh, I mean, that's that's tough. I mean... <laughs> 
uh, it's just if you want the comic relief or the serious. So I feel like that Al, at least you can make fun of a little more. So that's probably better. I would say I think Wilson is is creepier. Al mm-hmm. just sort of is just doesn't uh, get like what's going kind of? on. He's yeah. like a loser. Al's a loser. Wilson is a creep. Why isn't he ever in his house? Is there like a rotting corpse in there? Yeah, I, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Tim the Two Man Taylor was worried about Jill going over to his house. Like I don't think no. he has ever been in a relationship with any person in his. But life. But he's like Wilson. a peeping tom. He's like a he's an asexual peeping tom. You don't know that. You don't know what he's doing with his hands. <laughs> I mean, he might just not ever be wearing pants. Yeah. You know, I think I think that maybe we should like there should have been a spinoff where it was Wilson the serial killer. Yeah. Oh. I, like Chris Hansen is definitely like, like cutting up a body <laughs> while giving Tim advice. Mm-hmm. That would be a really good spin off. That would have been really funny. Like an earnest, like what if he's Dexter? Like he's a serial killer who mm-hmm. only kills like bad guys, like other peeping Toms or something. <laughs> the rise and fall of Chris Hansen could be another podcast because he is well, uh, way down. Fall. Oh, he's well, he's way fell. Yeah, but he didn't. He, fall, he, he, didn't, did know, but he didn't have like he didn't get busted. He didn't get hoisted by his own petard. Like his show just ended because like. I think wasn't there uh, do some research. And- do some research on what Chris Hansen is up to. Oh, no, that's bad. Anyway, I was thinking of the eight main people, the parents, the three sons, I guess the seven main people, Wilson and Al. Only two of them are not like wildly unlikable. Hmm. Right? The only people who are presented as as like baby faces and not heels on the show are Tim and Randy. Yeah. Right. Like Jill is sort of she's not an awful character. She rarely gets her own scenes. She. Uh, like the, well, there's a running joke which comes up in this episode that she's like the worst cook on earth. Yeah, you know, I don't think she has her. Does she have a job, uh, Jessica? Does she work? I think that in the later seasons she gets a job, but in the earlier seasons I don't think she has one. Mm. Is she ever the focal point of an episode? I don't think so. Like, is there I'm ever sure just there's a scene a of Jill-centric like episode? I'm, there's probably a couple, but it's really like and JTT. You know, spoiler alert is not here till the end of the series. But until he's gone, I feel like it's just. Oh, he leaves the show. Where does he go to college? We're going to get to that. I guess that's you know Jessica's big, uh, big reveal in a second. But um, Tim uh, and I didn't watch the last couple of seasons, so Jessica's going to have to really inform us. I just know he leaves. But uh, it's funny because everyone in the show is dumb except JTT, and everyone in the show is unlikable except JTT and and Tim Allen. But in real mm-hmm. life, I feel like Tim Allen. You know this story about Tim Allen, like why he didn't go to jail. Have you ever heard this story? No, why. He got busted for like a tremendous amount of cocaine. He was like right. openly like a drug addict. This is pre home improvement. Pre home, yeah, that would yeah. be wild. And he, uh, uh, 650 grams of cocaine. And he, um, I'm reading Wikipedia. He pled guilty to felony drug trafficking charges, but he provided the names of other dealers in exchange for a sentence of three to seven years. He had so much drugs, he was facing life imprisonment. Yeah. And he was paroled in 1981 in Minnesota. Ooh. Um, oh. Could have oh, gone to visit him. Yeah, that could be a stop on the trip. <laughs> this is the jail that. <laughs> is there a marker there? Like uh, when I was in D.C., like at the hotel where Reagan got shot, there's like yeah. a marker of like uh, yeah. right here was where uh, Ronald Reagan uh, was an assassination attempt. Is there a marker where Tim Allen was busted for cocaine? Yeah. Oh, wait, here's where, where here's where he narked and put like 20 people in jail. OK. Yeah. Well, look, 20, 20 bad guys in jail. I mean, that's for that's a uh, positive, right? 
Are you shame? Uh, are you sh- uh, are you shaming uh, witnesses, Akiva? <laughs> I mean, no, I don't think you should narc on. They did the same thing he did. You think that they're not? You know, I, I no, he didn't do the right thing. Are you pro snitch uh, snitching? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I think that this is above our pay grade. Jessica, how do you, how do you feel about this? I think that there's a lot to consider when you're facing life in prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should we add this to a show that's probably going to be put on the wheel uh, today? Put on the am census? I the a-hole? Should, no, am I the a-hole? Should we have a t- Tim Allen call in and we'll decide if he's the a-hole or not? Mm, okay. All right. Well, let, let's not uh, uh, explore criminal justice too much on this podcast. Okay. Oh, millennial judge maybe could have it. Uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So I, I, do we have any other takes on, on this episode? I, I thought it was no. a delight. I actually I laughed out loud six times during this episode. It was well done. It's a really funny show. Like the, uh, Tim is uh, like he's just like the like a cartoon example of what like a dad was in the 90s. But it's also like a G rated show. It's not like Married with Children of Roseanne where he's just got his hand in his pants saying dirty things. He's just like aggressively, you know, stupid and and like just, uh, you know, frustrating his wife, mm-hmm. which we could relate to. OK. All right. When does JTT leave Home Improvement? So he leaves in the third episode of the last season. Oh, so not even so at the end of the season. He does not make it. He does. He appears in one, like the Christmas episode after he leaves. Okay. Uh, like he doesn't appear in the last episode or anything like that. So at the, at the beginning of the last season, so season eight, he cuts and runs. Okay. How uh, does the show portray this? Just, he goes to college. No, he goes on a like essentially like a year long study abroad trip um, with his girlfriend at the time. They go to Costa Rica um, because he gets very involved in like environmentalism. And um, like, I think they both work for the school. Oh, that newspaper. must have really pissed off Tim Allen, right? Probably. Tim the tool man, so, I don't think, is liking that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's episodes where. Like they, because Randy writes for the school newspaper and he's like writing essentially like exposes against like the sponsors for Tim's show. Oh, about, he's too, he's yeah. too woke. Yep. So anyway, they they write him off that he goes on this uh, year long trip to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And in real life, it was so he could reportedly go to college. Yeah. So was that actually a storyline on the show that uh, was Tim the Toolman Taylor against the politics of Jonathan Taylor Thomas? I I think that they they butted heads on things just because I think that they let um, Jonathan Taylor Thomas's character kind of adopt some of of JTT's like real life things. Like I think he becomes a vegetarian, which JTT is or has Mm -hmm. been, Um, you know, I think that the, the environmentalism is something that he also has spoken out about. So I think that they let him kind of bring some of that into it. And so as a result, it was kind of like butting heads, but never, you know, strife that lasted beyond the 21 minute episodes. Okay. All right. So post home improvement, where, where do we go from here with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? That's a great question. Um, so he he leaves the show saying that he is going to college. Um, he ends up not graduating college for 12 years. Hmm. Um, after that, he He's goes a doctor? to three. N- no, oh. he graduated from 
uh, it was from Columbia, but it was like the school of general studies. Hmm. Um, so it sounds like <laughs> so he, he didn't finish. He credits. didn't finish Harvard. I don't think so. That's he weird because Harvard. he was there for a few years, right? Yeah. He went to Harvard, um, initially and then did a year at St. Andrews in Scotland which is, you know, where like um, Prince William and Kate Middleton went to school as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I never found anything that he actually graduated from Harvard. And then he he ended up graduating from the Columbia School of General Studies in 2010. Okay. Do we know much about him during this time? He's filming some, like he does some voiceovers in some um, like cartoon series. He's in uh, like an episode of Allie McBeal. He does um, like a, a Showtime TV movie. Mm. Uh, so Before Showtime yeah. with Showtime. Mm. Yeah. He, he's on Smallville. Free Homeland. Yeah. He, he he so he's doing a couple just like one offs. He's on uh Eight Simple Rules for a couple episodes. He's on Veronica Mars for an episode. So he's on some of the I think, you know, more either popular shows at the time or you know, he does an episode of The Simpsons. Um, but ultimately he is nowhere really to be seen. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because like he doesn't totally go away. Like some people totally leave the business. He re- I mean, I guess he has a stretch where he leaves the business, right, for a bunch of years. But yeah, but he's like also not a public figure. He's never been on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Does that make so you mad, Akiva? Yeah, I would love to get play the game. How many followers does ATT have? Because I feel like it would be a, a, like a disappointing amount of followers also. Yeah. Um, I, like, I know it's just interesting because he's not I, I got a I got a, an email from Jessica when she was doing the research. She's like. I'm looking for him. I'm close. Like I'm on. I found his mom and his brother's mm-hmm. Facebook pages, and I, I think I'm close in. But I don't think. Uh, I don't know if did you find you never found a, a dummy social media account of his, right, Jessica? Yeah. Not. Yeah. No. I mean his his mom's Facebook isn't like his brother's Facebook is locked down. His mm-hmm. brother's a um, college basketball coach, um, mm-hmm. and his mom's I could at least see like her friends list. Big so vegan. Like, oh, well, maybe- right. You sent it to me. Big vegan. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, well, at least I can, you know, go through the friends to see like maybe he has something, but I couldn't, there was nothing. Hmm. So I think that he's just literally not on any type of social media. So he could be married and we wouldn't even know, right? Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of the marriage records are like public records. So I feel Mm -hmm. like someone would know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be put out there somewhere. I know that he was at least engaged at one point, but I think that that ended. How tall is Jonathan Taylor Thomas? You get the guess, Jessica. <sighs> uh, it, I, I mean, he's not tall. Yeah. Um, I mean, probably like five, 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 six. Yeah. IMDB mm, says, uh, five, six. And if IMDB they usually says, round, they usually you're round five, six, up. you're probably yeah, you're five, five four. four. Yeah. No question. And that, I mean, in my mind, that should have been a tip off for the the home improvement episode that he had hypothyroidism. Oh, is this a genetic <laughs> assessment? <laughs> well, it's a it's a this person is is very short. Maybe he has something that's causing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> did they get yeah. the science right? We did. I forgot to ask that in in the episode. Did they get all the science right in that episode? I mean, yeah, it was it was close enough. I mean, he he. He was never going to die from thyroid cancer. 
people don't tend not to die from. It's thyroid so scary. Cancer. Like I would still but, run away. Yeah, we oh, didn't no, mention, it is, especially for a child. Yes, mm-hmm. he skipped school to go to the ar- to go to the arcade because he's mad his parents didn't tell him that. He <laughs> was there cancer. a truancy officer there? <laughs> no truancy officer. <laughs> He's there all day. I don't know who gave him that money. I guess because JTT was making so much money on the show. He just had he was just feeding the, the dollar bills to the machine. Mm-hmm. And also, like, Jill was not concerned. It was like, no, Tim, the tool man, Taylor was like, I'm going to get him. You don't have to worry. And she's like, OK, I'm not going to worry. Like, can you imagine if I said that to my wife, she'd be like, no, I'm going to like run over you with my car. I'm going to get him. <laughs> so you were a side character, Jill. <laughs> As we've talked through the career of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I I feel like that his uh, popularity on Home Improvement was, you know, uh, unparalleled. But I feel like that his uh, film works were, you know, uh, I guess that uh, he has a one or two impressive openings. But I'm just wondering, was it the the poster merchandising? Was was that potentially the most successful thing in his career, Jessica? I mean, I think so. I think that the the demand for him was probably the most successful thing. Um, Do you think he made know, money the, from a lot of money from the poster sales? I probably not. He also yeah, leaves Home think, Improvement after uh, season seven. So, which yeah. is usually the contracts for for sitcoms are often seven seasons. So I do wonder if he ever really got the absurd payday that he would have gotten had he stayed. Yeah. You know, maybe he thought, oh, I'll get that in movies. But then it didn't really happen. I mean, because, they offered Tim yeah. Allen and Patricia Richardson an insane amount of money. Insane to do amount a, of money. Yeah. She, she was getting season. Rob, do you want to guess what they were getting offered? Um, Season nine, know, five, that, which they didn't do. 500,000 an episode. Way more. Way more. Jill was getting way more than that. Wow. Okay. Twenty five um, million. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Twenty five million, million for, million for Jill. For and Tim was going to get fifty. And he said no. And they, <laughs> allegedly, I mean, maybe they. Are they sure he had. wasn't back on cocaine? <laughs> but they. The truth is, because by season eight, they already had to be getting so much money that maybe it was like, you know, if they had already gotten multiple seasons getting paid, then maybe it was like. uh just silly money. Plus, Patricia Richardson probably felt like, oh, I'll just do movies. Uh, ultimately, it wasn't up to her, right? She could have. I'm sure she said no, yes to 25. No, she didn't want to. She wanted to. She was done. She didn't really? want Maybe to, she like, had like uh, kids at home or something. That doesn't right. make sense. Yeah, she wasn't she was trying to do mom. movies, was she? She she was they in a couple just back then. Kill her off like on Kevin Can Wait. They would have killed her off. If they had Randy and Tim, they would definitely would have killed her off or written her out. Mm-hmm. Well, and also Tim Allen was doing Toy Story as well so he didn't it's not like he needed the 50 million dollars yeah right. it's, he did a bunch of like santa claus the truth is it's funny because mm-hmm. you don't see like uh we'll talk about last man standing in a second but like uh he must by like season the first toy story movie it was probably like a big get for him but like to re-up for those next movies when you can't do it without hanks or allen he must be getting a ludicrous amount of money for that for those movies now mm-hmm. no like what do you think he's getting I for toy story be. 4 coming out this year did, that, tim allen yeah I don't know if uh, I would think uh, it, it is an interesting question. I don't know if, if this is anywhere. I would have to think that Tom Hanks gets way more money than than uh, Buzz Lightyear gets. It's interesting because Hanks is I mean, no one's going to argue Hanks is 10 times, you know, 10 million times bigger star. But you really can't do the maybe by four, but certainly two or three. You could not have done 
with with either of them right. missing. Well, the, now, here you could write one out in theory. It yeah, would hurt the, the movie, but it's still makeable. The big disparity here is, you know, in 1995, you know, Hank's biggest uh, star in the movies and you have Tim Allen, biggest star on TV. Sure. They're on the same playing field in 1995, 1999. OK, home improvement has waned, but still. But when you get to Toy Story 3 in 2010, Tim mm-hmm. Allen's star has really fallen and Hanks is, you know, still up there, not uh, at his highest of highs, but uh, I want I think you have to have a big disparity by the time you get to Toy Story 3. If you're a listener and you work for you work in the movie business, uh, you want to remain anonymous. I want to know how much of these guys. Play. Yes. OK. How about this? Uh, there were there rumors that he died. Hmm. I I think there probably were. Yes. I, I don't, I, 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 according to this, on the 6th of August, 2018, news about Jonathan's death circulated on the internet with thousands of fans and celebrities sending in condolence messages. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, you know, you get people who, who reportedly die all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's probably just in an attempt to find out what he was doing and where he was. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, he reported. See, I've never found the thing. I remember researching this in, uh, it, you know, when, when this came up in September, but then then uh, we didn't find an answer. He mm-hmm. reportedly voiced a fetus who was going to be aborted in an anti-abortion ad, but he never expanded on his views. He does a lot of voiceover work. But it's interesting yeah, because I found, I found something right now where it says. He he did a voice for an unborn fetus in an anti-abortion mm-hmm. campaign. Yeah, so I don't know if I don't I, like I, it, it could be a rumor because it, it's possible one troll site started this because it seems to just come from one place. Then everyone picked it up. Mm-hmm. Nobody could find Problem the, with the fake news world. We, we don't this uh, so much. Jonathan Taylor Thomas fake news out there. Mm-hmm. Yes. OK. Yeah. So then can we end with, uh, so last man standing. So Tim, the two man Taylor comes back to TV. Tim Allen comes back to TV. And, uh, and somehow JTT starts appearing on the show. Why don't you run down what's going on there, Jessica? So, yeah, I mean, Tim, Tim Allen has his show. Um, and for some reason, JTT has played two separate characters on the show. Um, so he has, I believe, appeared in four episodes. He's directed three episodes. Um, so I mean, I've tried to watch Last Man Standing. It was not watchable. Um, it, no offense to any huge Last Man Standing fans, Mm -hmm. but, um, in, in one kind of, I think it was three episode stint, he played, um, the, former co-worker of one of the daughters on the show who then like owned a new restaurant and he was really wealthy and he employed the daughter and I think became like a source of tension between her and her boyfriend. Um, he played a character named John. Baker. What, what, he was like uh, so hot. Is that why? That it was... I, I think that the boyfriend felt threatened because he was this, you know, attractive, successful, wealthy person. Mm hmm. Um, so he, so the daughter ended up working at his restaurant. I think that that's where kind of the the tension arose. Um, but then there was also a time period where Patricia Richardson, who played the mom on home improvement guest starred on the show and JTT played her son named Randy 
which was obviously his character's name and home improvement. Um, so, you know, which is obviously a different character than the one that he had initially played. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just kind of, you know, a, a throw in there, I think for, for all of the home improvement fans that were watching, but um, you know, it's just been, basically bit work on the show like it's nothing to where he's had any major storylines um he has directed a couple of the episodes but um that's really been it that he's been up to since you know the mid 2010s and on okay all right so anything else about the career of jonathan taylor thomas um, not really, but the kind of interesting thing, I've seen some rumblings from like going as far back as, you know, a couple of years, there's been talk that he and Zachary Ty Bryan, who played the older brother, Brad and home mm-hmm. improvement are, um, have developed a, a pilot script that they were shopping around. I mean, that was, you know, like a fuller house. Ago. I mean, that would be fantastic. But they referred to it as more R-rated. So it maybe it's an R-rated take on Home Improvement. R-rated. Uh, maybe it's the Wilson as the serial killer. Mm. Ooh, okay. that would work. Except uh, they'd need someone new to play Wilson. Yeah, They would need someone some new. Yeah. Not so fun facts. <laughs> uh, yeah, Akiva, yeah. you know, with the rise and fall of Jonathan Taylor Thomas, uh, I mean, that he never really bottoms out. I mean, we don't have like the story as of where as he's we in know. rehab. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we don't yeah. know. We There's don't, a lot of missing time. We don't know what we don't know the reason. Yeah. I guess uh, obviously lots, lo- lots of different theories about you know uh, why he disappears from public life. But he definitely does. But it does not appear to be. He does not appear to be a, a person like uh, Chris Hansen who gets arrested for writing bad checks or anything like that. Oh no, Hansen. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, interesting. Uh, Jessica, do you think that we will ever? return to a um not the glory days but a a a, a, a true renaissance for jonathan taylor thomas um i mean i i hope so i mean he's he's at least semi-active he's doing director work he's a member of the sag after a board um he with this pilot he's um talking about i know that there was an interview with zachary ty bryan where he mentioned they had been talking to macaulay culkin about doing something with it so you know really getting that dream team together mm-hmm. um and so i think that if it's, he was all in on macaulay culkin yeah i would love yeah. a jtt culkin like documentary yeah i, I think like that, that would be fantastic i mean mm. it's a little dark the pro culkin's got issues that maybe you can't get to in the documentary that he would never talk about i'm saying like yeah i, I, I think would, the mj I stuff he'd talk he, about it <laughs> the MJ, he, he won't talk about the MJ stuff because he's. Oh the, no, he he's won't the, talk about that because he's the godfather to um to mm-hmm, one of the, one of his kids. kids. Um, but yeah, the, I, I think JTT documentary. If you're an enterprising documentarian out there, go for it. It's not. Listen, it's weird because he's not on social media, but he's also like like in 2013 TMZ sees him and he's like happy to talk to them for two minutes. It's not like he's totally out of the public eye. I, he probably is just set for life and doesn't need this stuff, you know. Hmm. Potentially, uh, according to Celebrity Net Worth. Uh, he's only worth uh, about $15 million. I mean, that's set for life, Rob. You said only. I thought yeah, you were going to say 50 bucks. No. But uh, like, I wonder how often he's getting residuals for Lion King. Like, it's probably enough for him to live on. The hmm. Lion King residuals. Interesting. Like, is that a uh, live on? No, I think it's that's enough for a middle class person to live on. I don't think that's enough yeah. for someone with an extravagant life to live on. Again, we're guessing. But I don't if think you know he what his residuals are. Right in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true okay. also. 
All right. Um, yeah, JTT. So yeah, we should do like the unsolved mysteries voice. Like if you or someone you know has an has an update to what JTT is doing, or if you saw him at like Trader Joe's in Irvine. <laughs> no, know. don't out people at Trader Joe's. That's oh, what yeah, happened to Arvin from uh, the Cosby Show. Yeah, don't out, no, no, not if he's working. No, if he's working at Trader <laughs> Joe's, of course, don't out him. But if he's shopping there, you can out him. <laughs> okay, Jessica. A- anything else? I don't think so. I mean, I assume he's listening to this episode. Oh, yeah. So, no question. A big so, shout out to Jonathan Taylor Thomas. We like you, JTT. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like come back. Just, you know, if you want to call in, do an, an interview, let us know what you're up to. I'm sure that once this topic can come back around on the wheel, then we can arrange that for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And let us know how much money Tim Allen made for Toy Story yeah. 3. Yes. That's our main question. What did, what did TA make? What did the Hanks man make? Uh, and, uh, you know, how much money do you have in the bank? Is celebrity net worth right? How do they guess? We should get the, like, the celebrity net worth on people, uh, you know, we get people, we should get them on and yeah. figure out how they guess. I, I hear from a reliable source that they are wildly inaccurate. Mm, okay. Yeah. So maybe it's worth 50 million, not 15. Who knows? Perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, well, Tim Allen net worth. Uh, what did he, what did he make from, uh, these different things? I'm going to say uh, 90 mil. I really, uh, okay. Let's Since see. If he has any of the merchandising rights, that's oh, what I'd want. All right. Yeah. Does uh, he make money from the Buzz Lightyear? Mer- I mean, is that that much now? But it would have been an, an astronomical amount for the first two movies. So, all right. He allegedly got 500,000 for the first Toy Story, but got that the makes boost sense. to Toy Story 2 when he made $5 million. Seems the third very low. Toy Story, however, hosts the most impressive number at 22 million, although that may Make include sense. other projects that he was earning from uh, during that recorded year. I don't think off of his uh, tax returns, but boy, they paid uh, Tim Allen $20 million for Toy Story I mean, Story you can't 3? make the movie without him, and the movie makes a billion dollars. There's only two people you can't do the movie without. Uh, let me Hanks. tell you this. You're they even the, the same directors. It's okay. Hanks. All you need is Hanks and, and, and no. Allen. Everyone all after you, that is... All you need is Hanks. There's not one parent that's like, I'm not showing this movie to my kids. Buzz Lightyear isn't voiced by Tim Allen. Oh, you think they're going to recast Buzz Lightyear and not kill him off? Why not? Hypothetically, you don't even need Tom Hanks. Get Colin Hanks. To infinity. I'll I'll do it. I'll do it for 50 bucks. (laughs) There will not be one. You would be complaining by the second day so much. Can't believe I agreed to this for 50 bucks. Yeah. Nicole's yelling at me. I haven't done a podcast (laughs) in weeks. No, uh, this movie's going to be terrible. Give me one no percent no of the merchandising. Uh, nobody, no, no kid would would care that they have all these people that do like impressions that that you could re- you could replace the Tim Allen on. Toy I Story have to thing. say, Rob, you would be Buzz Lightyear and not Woody. I would right? be. You're you're more of a Buzz Lightyear than a Woody. I think. Um, I I am. I feel like I relate more to Woody. Everyone relates more to Woody. You think there's people out there who are Buzz Lightyear's? Are you making a joke? I have no. I'm being serious. I don't think anybody's a Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, uh, I don't. Jessica, know. are you a Buzz Lightyear or a Woody? Um, uh, do not I feel represented. I'm, I'm not. I'm not represented. Represented. Maybe more okay. of a Mrs. Potato Head. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. So, Jessica, thank you so much. Thank do you, you want to give out any of your social media? Um, I mean, I can, there's nothing exciting other than pictures of my dogs, but, um, feel free to follow me on Instagram at Jessica K pack. Okay. Jessica K pack. That's on Twitter and, and, uh, anywhere else. Yep. Okay. All right. 
Jessica, thank you so much. Kiva, you ready to talk about the wheel? Let's spin it. All right, Akiva, it's time to start talking about Mount Renatmore and what's going to go up on the wheel when we get to uh, Robin Akiva Need a Podcast episode 39 episodes coming up uh, next time out in our big wheel spin. But Akiva, that hmm. since there was uh, so much interest in this Jonathan Taylor Thomas episode of the podcast, I do have a sponsor to thank. And those are our friends over at DC Universe, the first all DC platform for DC fans where you can watch, read, shop, and even connect with other fans, other comic book fans like yourself, Akiva, home of DC Mm. original series like Titans, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, and coming soon, Harley Quinn featuring Kaylee Cuoco from Akiva's favorite, The Big Bang Theory. Thousands Mm. of new comics have just been added to the comic library, including more complete storylines and more recent titles like Batman 2011, Superman's Secret Origin, and Harley Quinn 2013. There's new animated films like Reign of the Supermen and Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Catch up on series including Krypton Season 1 and find tons of classic movies. Batman, Batman Returns, Superman, DC Universe is available on your favorite devices. Join today and get a year's worth of content at dcuniverse.com. Okay, Akiva. Rob, do you know who's in uh, Harley Quinn, the their DC Universe TV series? Not Kaylee Cuoco? Not, I mean, Kaylee Cuoco is the star. Yes. Uh, Lake, Lake Bell is the second lead, but do you know who's also in the cast? Jonathan Taylor Thomas. No, we've got people from uh, the old Robin Akiva universe. Actually, one per show. One from Seinfeld, one from Curb. Uh, uh, tell me more. Uh, George Costanza himself, Jason Alexander, is on the show. Oh, who's he? I don't know who he's playing. Okay. I don't think it's been announced. And, yes. uh, and J.B. Smoove is, uh, is also in the show. Oh, that's cool. Maybe, right. maybe Larry will make an appearance. That Check it fun. out. DCUniverse.com. Okay. Akiva, hmm. where do you want to start on uh, the mailbag? All right. So I think there's one thing that is as big of a lock as we've had in a long time. Actually, can I on. ask one of them? Uh, do we have ideas that are for the live show wheel? A lot of the ideas were silly. We got ideas, but they're like Rose Chester. Um, I also we should ask, like, should we do two podcasts or one? I haven't really like I don't know what your stance on this is. Uh, is two podcasts too many podcasts? Never. I mean, I, I okay. do two podcasts in one day. No, but I mean, like for this short trip, like are people going to want to come to two podcasts? Well, I definitely understood what Chester was saying about how if the food, if if it was a food podcast on Tuesday, uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of food uh, to eat potentially after the baseball game. But if it mm-hmm. was like a soda, um, like I saw in the thirty two, I, I mean, I think that that could that could work. But um, you know. I, uh, I I don't know. I, I don't think two podcasts is too much. Yeah. I don't know how many. I don't know if more than a couple of people will come to, to if uh, Chester and I do a Thursday night in like a hotel room or Tuesday, a, I mean, two, Tuesday night in a hotel room, Airbnb at like 1030. Uh, but we're going to do a food tournament. Uh, it seems like you don't want to do the food tournament. You want to do something else the next night, which is fine. Yeah. Um. OK, so I would participate. I would participate. No, I, I know you participate, but you, you don't want that to be their nap, which but is fine. I'm not going to drink 64 so. cans of soda. Well, I think you could take a sip of all of them. I didn't eat 64 bowls of of <laughs> cereal when we did the cereal tournament. Our friend Jonah did have 64 bowls of cereal or pretty close to it. Right. Um, uh, Chester's down like 30 pounds since the cereal tournament. He, he looked at himself afterwards and said, what have I done with my life? I'm a failure. Yes. Yes. Um, OK, so. 
People wrote in. We discussed last week the idea of uh, the Reddit style. Am I the a-hole? People call in. People email in and say, hey, uh, you know, I did this and my coworker, you know, my coworker hated it. And we got into a big fight and one of us get fired. Like, who was wrong? Me or you? Mm hmm. Uh, and we said we asked for submissions. We've gotten a bunch. I think we'll get more before this happens. But I think if you like it, I think we we have more than enough already. Uh, like, you know, there's a gestation period of one week. But if we need to do this podcast today, I think we could do it today. Well, I have to say, I don't like it. You don't want to do it. it. Oh, okay. the only problem is, Rob. Yeah, we need a, we need a different name. I am I the a hole is from Reddit. It's not our name. We don't like having the a hole in the title. We got some suggestions for the new name. Yes. Okay. What are they? Uh, am I the schmohawk? Am I schmohawk? Uh, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't like, like it either. It, no. What about this? Uh, and I, I'm sorry, I, I don't have in front of me who who wrote this in. But if we choose it, uh, you'll get the credit. Did the jerk store call? Hmm. Think it's too cute. Too cute. Okay. Uh, either I'm I the jerk, uh, you know, uh, or, you know, we might uh, we could still figure out a name before because it's not even officially on the wheel till next episode. But I think uh, we could we could punch up the name still. Mm-hmm. Did the jerk store? Call. I saw Edwin Johnson on Twitter uh, ask the question or I think that somebody asked the question, asked the question, uh, are Robin Akiva listeners trash? Uh, and then I think I think that maybe you shut up. Tim asked that. And then Edwin said, uh, it's yes, they are. Edwin, don't be so hard on yourself, Edwin. Shut up, Tim. Shut up, Tim. Got a lot of uh, a lot of grief this week after last week's episode. But some people coming to his defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So am I the a-hole? That's one up, one down. Uh, there's a second one I think you might like. We might get two spots on the wheel this week. Mm-hmm. A lot of discussions about a Canada podcast. We got a lot of different suggestions. I think we may have to put the pieces of the puzzle together here. Okay. Jessica Lee says, what about Robin Akiva watch Canadian TV? Last week, people wrote in and said, or Claire, who came on the podcast, actually said, you guys should watch Corner Gas. Other people said Kenny versus Spenny. Uh, another sh- a few other Canadian, you know, Degrassi, which I think we've nixed already. But there was a lot of shows that people want us to watch. What if we watch two or three different Canadian yeah, shows? Great. And it was great. Uh, but OK, don't not so fast. Oh, Jocelyn says, what about a full Canada podcast? Robin and Kiva become Canadians. You could talk about shows, have Canadian slang with Phil T. Uh, they would do different segments. So do we want a we we basically have two ideas. We have the Robin Akiva watch Canadian TV and we have the Canadian slang with Phil T, which he's pitched, which he has, you know, basically ready to go. Um, no, I think that the simplest, most straightforward idea is Canadian TV is trash. It's the idea mm-hmm. we watch three shows. Okay, that's what's that's what the our so brand it's like an is. Sure, episode. It's, but, it's um, like kids shows are trash. You know, mm-hmm. we watch we're watching three Canadian TV shows, and then we're going to talk about them. All right. Well, then I have another podcast pitch for you. I just thought of. Okay, what we're gonna it? have a really tough talk. We obviously need a Canadian correspondent, even though I am famously a quarter Canadian. <laughs> Right yes. on all my uh, college applications. You, you don't have a cavalcade of Canadian university ladies to come on and <laughs> we talk do. To us? By the way, by the way, uh, Kirsten McGinnis. I made a joke last week that all of our Canadian listeners are women who work at colleges. And Kirsten McGinnis said, "No, I no longer work at a college." And then like four people swooped in and said, "Yeah, but I do." <laughs> and then it was someone who's like, "Oh yeah, I work at the college near Claire's house." Um, so there, I, well, I was I was wrong. I think it's not a third, but it's at least a quarter of our listeners are are, are uh, Canadian listeners are women who work at colleges. Anyway, 
we have so many options for because we have so many awesome Canadian listeners, maybe more than we probably have more American listeners, but we have more uh, awesome Canadian listeners. Unfortunately, no cool Canadian listeners. <laughs> um, what if we did uh, again? I just thought of this now. Yes. What if we did a, a, a podcast before that podcast? That was just a tournament of Canadian listeners deciding who the host of the next Canadian TV episode is. Uh, no, I, I don't need to do that. Um, <laughs> I, I would be open to if we had on Canadian TV shows of trash, if we had three different people come in for ah, great. A cor- a cor- our corner gas expert, our Kenny, Kenny versus Spenny, Spenny and I'm blanking on the name and- of the third one. I also think maybe the, maybe there should be a vote on the third. Oh, maybe one. the third could be Degrassi. Degrassi is it, am I saying? De- oh yeah, I forgot we got that wrong. Degrassi. So yeah, Degrassi because also that's the hit. The other two were sort of indie indie shows, right? Whereas Degrassi, mm-hmm. the American listeners, no. So, or should Kenny versus Spenny not be a lock? Let, let's let the Canadians tell us. We are going to get so many. Too, no, it's a mistake. <laughs> we're going to get too many tweets about this now. No such thing. We're going to get too many tweets. Uh, become a patron and write it in the uh, uh, on the thread for for yeah. this episode. Uh, I, because- I, yeah, I think that a, we're we're collecting votes from all the seventy five dollar patrons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. All right, and then also guests. You could pitch yourself as a guest. It helps if you are a podcaster already, but you can pitch yourself as a guest or pitch someone else as a guest for Corner Cast, Kenny versus Benny Degrassi, or okay. But rem- Canadian yeah. Canadian shows are are trash. It's not on the wheel this week, but. Wow, two for two. Yeah. All right, I'm excited. I feel like we we haven't put a, we didn't put a show on we didn't put anything on last week other than maybe something in the fishbowl. So now the wheel is uh, at full force. Yes. Okay. Also, we didn't really mention, but just so you know, the JTT show uh, now that it got picked, there's really only one podcast that's been there since the early days of the show. Yes. I think that has never been picked. Yes. What's that? You know what that is? Uh, Oregon Trail. Okay. So I messaged you. Yeah. And I said, uh, ask our friend Aubrey Bracco. And by friend, I mean, she doesn't know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, if she will, because she's famously a big Oregon Trail person. I think we've mentioned having her on, but I don't think we ever asked her. And I don't yeah. think she knows what this is. What did she say? So I did not ask her about that. Oh but I think God. that the overall theme of what she is uh, talking about is I do think that she may be having a Jonathan Taylor Thomas-esque uh, stepping away from the public life of social media. You don't media. think you can even ask her to do this one episode? She doesn't have to be on social media for it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that I think that what's I think we're fine. And I, I think what's best for her is to. Okay, fine. No, that's uh, fine. I, see, on, I didn't listen to that episode. Why? I don't think I could have. Right. It has not been released as it has not when been. We talk. Right. Right. I'm um, going to post okay. it the night I, uh, I record this. The person uh, not to get too survivory, but the person who sometimes uh she gets lumped in with Hannah Shapiro has a money in the bank pass to come on this podcast that she has not used yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe she wants to use it for the Oregon Trail. Who knows? Mm-hmm. OK. All right. So that's two for two. Uh, Marky Mark. This has been on. This has been in the mailbag for a long time. Before rise and fall it. of Marky Mark. Uh, no, uh, no, fall. Rise and fall yeah. and absolute explosion to the yeah. point of a billionaire. He was another big um, poster guy. A lot, yeah, but before before my time, maybe even before yeah. your time. I think. I think that once uh, the the tweens like uh, hormones kicked in, I think then they went to Marky Mark. I think they left who are uh, the, JTT who in are the, the dust. Fe- yes, who were the females on on the posters when we were kids? There's one answer. Again, we're we're slightly different generation. You're high school when I'm in junior high school, but there's one that my age probably was on the most walls. Uh, 
90s poster ladies. 90s poster um, ladies. Cindy Crawford. All right, a little later. She was a big one. Uh, Sonny from the WWF. Now, I don't think she had a long <laughs> reign, Sonny. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, Pamela Anderson. Uh, Pamela Anderson is really big when I'm in 7th uh, uh, and 8th She was, uh, got uh, original... Uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor. Yeah, we didn't mention her today, but she she was the, she was on the first two seasons of the show. She was replaced by uh, yeah. Heidi, who we saw today. Okay, so what, um, am, I, am I going after uh, Br- or yeah, after after um, after Pam Anderson, mm-hmm. uh, Carmen Electra. I think so. Uh, Pam is like ninety six. Electra's basically the same time frame. We're talking like ninety eight, ninety nine. Ninety nine. So you're already in college, right? Ni- ninety nine poster lady. Um, mm-hmm. Who? Britney Spears. Britney Spears. I don't know. Was she, did a lot of guys have Britney Spears posters? I think so. I think, I think at the very beginning, I, th- I think so. I was not a, I even know. though I didn't have posters on the wall, it was not like <laughs> Maybe have Wilson a, had it at his house. Yeah, uh, that's true. Well, he's certainly the first one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she was a big poster lady. A lot of okay. guys had Britney Spears posters. If you had a poster on your wall and you were a creepy teenager, don't write in. We don't need to know. <laughs> um, so Marky Mark's idea is trailer pod boys. Robin and Kiva watch movie, movie trailers for movies they've never seen, and they try and guess the movie's ultimate Rotten Tomato score. Uh, I'm scared. Post- I'm scared. Uh, no mo- no yeah. movies. No movies. I touched the hot stove last week. What do you mean? We we have a two spot on the wheel. Crappy That's movie. That's fine. Diaper. That's watch a movie, but I don't want to like watch a, a piece of a movie, a trailer of a movie that uh, you're not going to get me to put anything like this on back on the wheel for a couple. Episodes. OK, that's fine now. So maybe pitch that again in a few months. All right. Uh, so let's close out the mailbag with uh, a crappy movie idea, which we have not um, we have not had in a long time, but also we have eight movies that haven't been touched. So we really don't need to put any more in. But Trevor has one that might be interesting to us. It's called Troll. It's a movie from 1986 that features a main character named Harry Potter and a pre-Seinfeld Julia Louis-Dreyfus that has a whopping 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Not Troll 2. Not Troll 2. So it's a little confusing. That's really my hesitation Mm -hmm. is that it got messed over by Troll 2, which is not a sequel to the movie Troll. (laughs) So for me... Yeah, uh, we already have Leprechaun. I think we're we're, we're our lot is in with we Leprechaun. Yeah, I, I don't think true. that we should get into the it's troll like franchise. Poison in sync, and you have to pick a side. And we've picked Leprechaun, not troll. Can I read you the IMDb summary though? Yeah, a wicked troll king in search of a mystical ring that will transform him to human form invades a San Francisco apartment complex where a powerful witch lives. I assume JLD is the powerful witch, but I'm not sure. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's too confusing with Troll 2, I agree. But a fun pitch from Trevor. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a pass for me. All right, so we had a two things. Uh, uh, that's it? Robin nothing watch nothing Canadian else? TV. Nothing else uh, for... You want one more? Sure. Um, okay. Graham from the Bay. I'm proposing Renap Scandals or Robin Akiva Spill the Tea. Okay. What separates the two is that secrets involve all types of secrets, like people's weird habits or things about themselves that are weird in general. But scandal spill the tea is only the juiciest of, of gossip stories. Relationships, crazy adventures, it doesn't matter. All that matters is the tea is piping hot and the person submitting the story is per, uh, directly involved with it. For example, you can't submit a story that's only about your friend. It has You have to be a subject in the story. So people are submitting stories and we're ranking them or just talking about them. And he thinks the purple pants badass Bryce Johnson would be an awesome guest for this episode. <sighs> uh, I want, is this too vague? I think it's a little vague. So... So people are spill the tea is like gossip. I don't get it. 
Yeah, I think we need to narrow down, Graham. I think we need to narrow down something more specific for the branding. Like, what is a scandal? You were involved in the scandal. You you fixed your eighth grade election or or you like Chester became college president through some nefarious means. Um, like, I don't know what what uh, what scandals people are involved in. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm interested in secrets, but I also think like it's it's not the exact same thing as our am I the a-hole? Uh, you know, who, who did the jerk store call? But but maybe there's some overlap and it's hard to get people to write in, you know, 20 different people to write in a good story, which what it takes for an episode like that. Yeah. Keeve, what's the status yeah. of the hot takeoff? I, I don't even think it's on the um, I think Will from America does such a great job with with the uh, our, Rob's website dot com slash wheel list spreadsheet. I don't even think it's on there. Mm hmm. I mean, are we considering it? Are we waiting for a tweak to the idea? I don't remember. I let's ask Will what what it's up to, and we'll 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 uh, go back in next week. Do we you want things. another hot takeoff? I think we do. I think we can definitely do a hot takeoff. Wait, didn't we decide? No, I I, there, I think there's an answer to this question, and we're forgetting what the answer is. Will, can you tell us okay. next for next week what what could? <laughs> Could we submit the hot takeoff for the live show wheel or uh, we or we would need Liana? I mean, Liana, which is the comp. OK, because I feel like that what would be fun about that would be we could have like the listeners submitted yeah, ones, single, but yeah. then also then, then then people we could get hot takes from the. Yeah, uh, that's from a the really audience. good idea. All right. We're putting so we haven't mentioned the live show wheel this week, but we do need a few. How many ideas do we need for the live show wheel? Um, I think that we need probably uh, five or so. I mean, I don't think that there's a, a minimum. If we have a lot of good ideas and then and mm-hmm. then if they don't make you know it the one th- we want to do least or the one that's the most complicated is going to get spun on. Right. Then, then we shouldn't put it on the on the live yeah, show. Wheel. But that means we need five. Or so. so I think that's a good idea. Um, we also if so, if someone could build us a wheel like a Minnesota listener, that would be nice. Well, I, I think that we need to do the oh, yeah, we need the to spin, spin the wheel beforehand. We need to right. do the spin on the episode. But at the, no, but the end of the podcast. How about this? At the end of the podcast, we need to spin the wheel for the next episode. Yes. So if they want to do the real wheel, okay. At the end of the so build the real wheel, but don't you know write in first in case three people want to do it. Especially a local listener who um, it could be like your kid makes a joke wheel. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be the fanciest thing. In the if, world. Yeah. Also, uh, I could if I have like a cable to connect to the TV uh, in the room, I could just uh, plug my laptop in. But yeah, but I, it's more fun to make people do the work. Sure. Sure. Okay. All right. So we also have to get to uh, ne- we have like over 20 things in the waiting room next week might have to be a clearing out the waiting room week. All right, let's save it for episode 30 or 40. OK, fine. Deal. That, OK, uh, so let's keep those on the uh, the, the the round numbers. OK, so we'll do ch- episode 39 and then we get to episode 40. We could do uh, all wheel waiting room. OK, OK. All right. So here's what's on the wheel. Season three, episode seven. We are moving that up to six spaces now. Mm-hmm. Getting, yep. getting uh, a little bloated. I think, I think it once hit to, hit 10 before it got picked I, I feel up, like it so got to 11. 11. Yeah, I'm saying it hit 10. It missed the 10. It yeah. hit 11. Correct. Okay. Then we have the coin flip. We have the Oregon Trail. Rise and fall of JTT is now off the wheel. Okay. Bye-bye. No a- sequel. MTV shows are trash. Running uh, out of time before Allie Lasher takes the bar. There was a big debate. Uh, Allie Lasher said she wants to come to Minnesota, but she can't because she's a responsible person who likes to study. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Chester like went into her mentions and was like, no, 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 the bar is a scam. Everyone passes. You don't need to study. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. And and then it continued on like 
on like a group chat with Chester just talking about, uh, you know, a bunch of lawyers saying the bar is a scam. Most people were disagreeing the with Chester. The bar is a scam. That, a save scam. that for he the hot that. takeoff, Chester. Yeah. Yeah. Start getting if you're coming to Minnesota, start getting your hot takes ready. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little worried, though, that if, you know, we're hanging out with Chester in Minnesota, I'm worried about that contractor might be like jumping. Oh, no. Somewhere. <laughs> oh, no. That's a good call. Uh, we we need like a buffer. I'm not sitting next to him. He can sit next to Sean, the mailman. I feel like is he sure you think Sean, the mailman's a big guy. He could he could sort of like uh, you, you could be the, the go between. He'll be our bodyguard. <laughs> OK. <laughs> then infomercials are trash uh with eric stein uh this is heading into his busy season uh the royal rumble boy uh how exciting would that be uh should the royal rumble be on the live show wheel where we watch it in person i mean it's not a crazy <laughs> idea but uh it is it's it's just it, it doesn't make any sense to the listeners at home though like they're not watching the, are they watching? Oh, we, you know, we would watching do this, it, or are we, they watching the YouTube clip? No, they would. Uh, that we would give out the YouTube clip and say, "Start the podcast," like we did with the Madden game. Oh, okay, all right. That, I mean, that's a kind of logistically tricky. Yeah, but it's a, it is definitely a funny idea. Um, oh, by the way, we I, I didn't mention this, but we got a cool idea written in, which is anytime there's a contest episode, like me and you playing Jeopardy or mm-hmm. winning up Tim's money, um, the winner should get a prize. Basically, the idea. So I think the only thing that's me versus you right now is the census on the wheel. Yeah. If if we do the census and we're guessing the percentages, the winner gets what they call an exploding wheel spot. A few people wrote in with the same idea or a doubling wheel spot, which is basically you get to pick one of these spots. Let's so let's say it would be the Royal Rumble. for okay. you. And we already have the coin flip, which is supposed to be the um, that we are going to uh, be able to decide uh, like mm-hmm. that's like Rob's pick or Akiva's yeah, but that's pick. never come up. What do you think okay. about this? So it's it doubles every week. So <laughs> I guess it's jinxed. Yeah, it's double. It doubles every week. So uh, maybe there's something wrong with its spot on the wheel. The coin hmm. flip. Maybe that's why it's like it's a weighted wheel. You don't realize you're using. Um, so like you win the census and you pick the Royal Rumble, and the next week if it doesn't get it at one spot, it gets two spots, then four. 18, 16, 32, 64, 128, 256, 512, 10, yeah. 24, 20, 48, 48. So <laughs> I think that we should picked. just like, it should be like, if we want to have like stakes on something, it's like you could pick any spot on the wheel and give it like and one extra or two extra. I don't think it All should right. be uh, exponentially Fine, growing. So it's a wheel doubler. It doubles the two. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, then we've got the crappy movie diaper. Millennials killed it. The census, uh, the sequel mechanism, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little worried about. Uh, I feel like I'm not the, worried about. Okay. I'm not worried about. Akiva's mystery podcast too. I'm worried about that one. I'm worried about that one. You, you want to take it off? No, but I, I for this week, I, I can't. I don't think we could do it this week. Okay. Logistically, uh, the uh, tentatively uh, titled AITA and Canadian shows are trash. Uh, but either of those can be picked for this week. They just sit on. They just sit on the wheel. Or, but no, if they get picked, they get a second spot permanently, like the okay. MTV dating shows or trash has. Fine, fine. There's some stakes. Okay. All right. Akiva, are you ready? Let's spin that wheel. All it's going right. to be a long time. Long, Here we long go. break. Here's this, the wheel spin. Episode number 39 coming up. Probably the weekend of the 24th. And it is Sequel Mechanism. Okay, I have a question for you. Yes. There have there has been some talk about you doing a Big Brother brand steal. Yes. Has that happened yet? No. I I don't think we could do two Mike Bloom brand steals in the same week. 
Okay. No, I, I, I was. I it probably won't happen. It probably won't. Okay, happen. fine. All right. I just don't want to because I, I think it's too much for everybody. I'm not. So all right. So now sequel mechanism. We are either doing that means yes, a Brant Steele, mm-hmm. meaning a fake Survivor season of the greatest Renap characters. Yes. Or stands versus ops. Stands versus ops, or a repeat of one of our three or four most popular episodes in Tony Mazzaro's Conspirapod Two. Okay. Now, if you're going to say Akiva, where is the twenty sided die? <laughs> I still have not. Flipped. I mean, flip a coin at this point. I mean, there's two. Things. No, that's coin flip. No, but there is an internet twenty sided die. Okay. So that's what we did last time. This is the second time. Okay. I already. Um, so I already did it. Okay. This so would be good timing t- for either of those where there's plenty of time to book Antonio or yes. plenty of time to set up uh stands versus ops. Yes. Okay. So now what's one to 10? You pick one to 10 and 11. Uh, to 20. One to 10 uh, should be the uh, stands versus ops. Uh, that, okay. Just because that was that aired Older. first. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Should we do that thing you didn't like last time where one to nine is Mike? 10 to 18 is Antonio and 19 or 20 is spin the wheel again. No, no. And okay. uh, I, I have a call coming up in a couple of minutes. So let's uh, let's hit the 20 sided die. OK, I'm going to roll the 20 sided die. And does now as we roll it, do there two spots for uh, remain for a one for one idea or does it go down to one going forward? Um, we got to ask Aisha ask that Aisha. question. Ask Aisha. OK, OK. All right. G- uh, give me a drum roll. OK. All right. Episode number 39 is 12. All right. So it's the Conspirapod. Conspirapod returns. Conspirapod Antonio Mazzaro is coming back. It would have been so appropriate start- for episode 39 to be a uh, fake survivor season. But uh, alas, it is not. It is the return of the Conspirapod. Yeah, we have a few weeks to record this with Antonio Mazzaro. Start spend- sending in your conspiracy theories uh, R-A-A-N-A-P at robazawebsite.com uh, or you could tweet them at Antonio, but I probably don't tweet them at Antonio. Um, you know what? Send them to, or you, you know what you could do if you want to tweet them at the Jess Sterling and she'll compile them and give them to Antonio. She likes doing stuff. Okay. Like Great Our job. Producer. Uh, Akiva, I'm going to skip the reviews uh, this week because I have to uh, jump on to another call. I'm looking forward to hearing more about the Minnesota trip. Had a lot of fun talking mm-hmm. about JTT today. Anything else you want to mention? No, have a great time on your vacation. I'll, I'll miss you for these next few weeks, but we're going to come back with a corker in two weeks. Come back strong for a highly anticipated Conspirapod 2, uh, much like new Coke. We're back with a new formula for the podcast. Let's do it. <laughs> Talk to you then. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.
This episode of Rob's Podcast is sponsored by our friends over at True Car. Every car comes with a share of stories that ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up a first date, that luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you save by riding your bike all summer long. Now, while you can't put a price tag on your stories now with True Car, you can at least find out what your car is worth when it's time to sell it or to trade it in. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions. Navigation and Moonroof, watch as they bump up your car's value. High mileage, you already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it's going to ding your wallet so you can plan ahead. And once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or to trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas.